Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dream Leapers Inspiration. I'm your host, Harriet Cole. So very happy to be with you today. How are you doing? How is everybody? How are you feeling? Have you had a good week? I hope that you have. I had a really good week, a kind of relaxing week, which I'm going to say for me is somewhat unusual because I have been ripping and running and going and traveling and doing the things that I love, working and engaging with people in meaningful ways, but it was time for a pause. And so this weekend, I didn't do that much. I didn't do too much. I was at home and practiced some stillness, which was really nice. And I hope that you were able to carve out a bit of stillness for yourselves as well. You know, as I was being still and just kind of rejuvenating my spirit, I also had the opportunity to participate in a really wonderful moment and observe another, which is what prompted the focus for this week about cherishing friendship. And so I'm going to start out by telling you two of the things that occurred. One which just makes my heart brim is that my mother got to spend time with her oldest, dearest friend, Margaret, whom we call Aunt Margaret. My mother's 93. Aunt Margaret is 93. They have been friends since they were three. Did you hear what I said? Literally, they've been friends for 90 years. I, I don't, the only people that I know for that long are people in my family, my older sister, Susan, and the adults. I don't know anybody that long. My mother has been like a sister with Margaret since they met 90 years ago. And they have the blessing of being alive, being aware, being fully present so that they could spend time with each other now in their 93rd year, which is just beyond the best, right? What's even more amazing is a couple of weeks ago, my sister and the other uh, primary caregivers in other families that are connected to us, um, the, you know, the adult children hosted a luncheon for four friends, including my mother, who've been friends somewhere between 90 and 85 years, literally. These women have been close for a very, very, very long time. When we were growing up, they were close. There were moments when life was very busy and they didn't talk all the time, but it didn't take away from their love for each other and their support for each other whenever those moments were called for. And so we remember them throughout all these years as being the women who had each other's back before we even had that as a saying. The women who cared for each other through whatever they were experiencing with their families, with their marriages, with work, with their spouse's work, with you know whatever was going on, health. Honestly, this is such an unusual story regarding my mother because her friend group was even larger you know, before some people started passing, I'm going to say that there were probably about 15 
or 20 people who were aces. The, you know, this is very old school. So the husbands were friends, the wives were friends, often the children were friends. There was a network of people in Baltimore who were very close to each other. And not just for the fun times, but throughout times. And I got to witness as a result of this, what true friendship can look like. You know, it, it was real. It was not something that um, was on the surface. Now, of course, there were people in their world who were on the perimeter, who were peripheral friends. We all have those people who were, with whom we are friendly, but who may not really be our friends. But there was a large group of people who were friends. And we got to see firsthand what that looks like. When, when there is a need, there's somebody who's going to be there. When there are moments of joy, there's someone who's going to be there. And in my mother's case, a lot of someone's, a bunch of people. Now, she used to tell us, though, my sisters and me, you are lucky if you have friends who, as many fingers as you have on your hand, don't expect to have more than that. She said, it's an overabundance if you have more than the number of fingers that you have on your hand. Why? Because true friends take nurturing those relationships, paying attention to each other, uh, really being conscious of each other. And those kinds of relationships, because they take work, if you have too many of them, it's not going to work. This is what my mother said. And those are relationships too, where you know, we are all people, which means good things happen, bad things happen. We sometimes mess up. We don't always do the right thing. How we learn to live, love, forgive, and move on is very important in the cycle of life. So my mother talk, talked about that so often when we were children, because there were people Certainly for me, there were people I was very close to when I was young, um, one who really broke my heart. And it took me a long time to recover from that. And my mother said, look, sometimes these things happen. And we don't always have forever friends. Sometimes like Ianla Van Zandt talks about friendship for a reason, for a season, for a lifetime. And people fit into different buckets depending upon the relationship that you cultivate over time. So my mom was like, hmm, maybe this one wasn't meant to be forever. Over time, there have been relationships that have been forever, you know, up until this time in my life. And some of those are people that I don't talk to regularly. But the love is there, the commitment is there. And if ever there's a need, I'm there or the other person is there. Remember, there's a woman I went to college with, uh, who's in my sorority, and I'm friends with a number of people in my sorority, but this one woman um, who's, uh, I think, a year older than I am, we became so close in college, and we have stayed sisters, even though sometimes more than a year could go by when we don't talk to each other. But whenever and if ever there's a need, we're there. Every time we connect, it is 
an uplifting moment. Never once has it been anything other than an uplifting moment. That's my friend Rhonda. Uh, I mean, literally for all of the years from the first moment that we met, she has been a beacon of light, just full of light and love and positivity, no matter what. In the darkest of moments, she's still been a beacon of light. And that's the kind of person my mother says you want to have in your life, someone who's going to love you, tell you the truth, tell you the truth in ways that you can receive it, but always be uplifting. And so today, as we're thinking about friendship, and I, I want us all to think about the people in our lives whom we consider to be friends and evaluate, is that person really a friend? Does that person fit into our definition of what true friendship is? If so, wonderful. Continue to cultivate that relationship. If not, you don't have to. You literally don't have to. If it doesn't work, if it's not nurturing your spirit and theirs, if it's not uplifting, you don't have to do it. Now, you could feel guilty. Oh, we've been friends for so long. Oh, I feel bad if I walk away. Oh, you know, whatever the list of reasons is where you feel like, hmm, Maybe not. If they are legitimate reasons, then I want you to think again and realize not everybody gets to be in that covenant with you. You know, during COVID, for those of you who were with me all the way back in early 2020, when we started Dream Leapers Inspiration back in April, early on, because we were so isolated, you'll remember. One of the things I recommended is that we make a list of the people that we love. And I wanted us back then to start with our elders and then work our way into the people who are younger and possibly with whom we interact even more. But to start with the elders, because the elders back then were so incredibly isolated, probably were already, and a lifeline to them, a call, a uh you know, if they use technology, a text, a video call, if, if they knew how to do it, was so important. This outreach to make sure people knew you cared about them. And I remember thinking that this is something we should do regularly. We, we started it, at least this group together, we started it consciously. Let's reach out to the people in our community who we love and we want to make sure they know we're thinking about them. And I, I suggested that every week you write down a few people that you're going to contact because we're all busy. And just because we have this idea in our heads, if you're busy working, we were working really hard back then. Do you remember? If you write down the names then you, and you check them off and you do it. I can have continued this not as diligently as I was back then, but saying it out loud to you now is a reinforcement. Mm -hmm. This is a good thing for us to do, to make the list. Who are the people, the elders and others whom we love and care about, and we want them to know we are here, we are present. Contact them. Write the list. Every week, choose at least one person, maybe more, that you call and you carve out a few minutes to be able to be with them. So it's not just 
checking off a list, but it's engaging a person and being in that uplifting space in your head and your heart so that you can offer your positivity to whoever that might be. And guess what? What happens? You feel better when, when you do it. It's something that benefits every single one of us when we actually do that. So the quote for this week that I found that I thought would make all of us feel good is from Oprah Winfrey. Yes, from Oprah. She has a, boy, has she had a lot of great things to say over the years. And the quote for this week from Oprah, let's pull it up, is surround yourself with only people who are going to lift you higher. Surround yourself only with people who are going to lift you higher, to take you higher. See, I have it written in a couple of different ways, but here, surround yourself only with people who are going to take you higher. Isn't that great? How do you do that? How do you surround yourself with people who are only going to take you higher? It probably means that you have to do a little eliminating because most of us have included people in our lives who are naysayers, who are always complaining, you know, the Debbie Downers of the world. And it doesn't mean that those people don't have a role. They do. The Debbie Downers of a role are important because they could help you notice roadblocks, right? But I want us to think about what Oprah is saying. Surround yourself with people who are going to lift you higher. Think about for a moment. Choose a time to remember when you weren't feeling uplifted. Choose a time right now that you can remember. It could be some time recent or sometime long ago when you were feeling low. And this is something that I point out to people a lot because what we often do, I don't know why, human nature, I don't know, but often when we're feeling poorly, we pick up the phone and call someone who will commiserate with us in ways that just take us down, down, down. Oh, you know, so-and-so did that to me and I can't believe it and I'm mad at that person. You know how I talk about when you point the finger at somebody else. That's a sign that you need to turn it around to ask yourself what's your role in this. Well, that's real. What's also real is it is our choice who we call. It is our choice who we reach out to in those moments of need, in those moments of tenderness, right? And what are the choices that we make? So Oprah says, surround yourself only with people who are going to lift you higher only with people who are going to lift you higher. Okay, so this, the verb, surround, this is action. It's a verb. You get to make the choice of who you surround yourself with. Now, some other people may be there, the people who work with you, the people who live next door to you, the people who are at the checkout counter at the grocery store. Whatever. There are people who you didn't choose, although at the grocery store, you could choose another aisle. And that's really the point. 
You can make choices even within environments where you feel like you don't have a choice. So what do I mean by that? Like the grocery store, usually there's more than one aisle. Who, which aisle can you choose where someone's going to be pleasant? At work, you may not be able to choose who you work with, but you can choose who you talk to when, when it is not a required moment, right? You can choose who you eat lunch with. You can choose who you cultivate relationships with. Be cordial to everyone, but surround yourself with the people who are going to lift you higher, right? You can make this choice throughout all the different aspects of your life, but it has to be a conscious choice. You have to be thinking about it and recognizing how do you feel inside when you are engaged with someone who is going to lift you higher? How does it feel? Now, I talked to a woman recently who had been in relationship with a man uh, 50 years ago. This woman's, I think, in her 70s. And the relationship was fun at first and then really not. So she separated from him. And they got back together recently for a couple of years. And then it ended. And so I saw her and I asked her, what happened? Because she had seemed so happy when I saw her recently. And she said, you know, some things occurred that didn't make me feel good about myself. She said, I didn't like the way I behaved when I was around him. And I realized that this was about me, also about him, she said. But for her, for her responsibility, she realized that he was not lifting her higher that she was questioning her values, that she was questioning her behavior, questioning the lack of peace that she was feeling within her being. And she realized that it needed to end. It, I don't think it was as simple as one, two, three, because nothing ever is. But in her processing of her life and her relationships, she said, yes, it was exciting to rekindle a bond that felt lovely until it wasn't, until she started checking in with herself and recognizing, uh, this doesn't feel right. This is bringing me down. This is making me question my values. This is having me do things and say things that don't feel at one with my spirit. And as soon as she recognized that, she stepped off. I wonder, that was such a good lesson. And I wonder how often do we make that choice? When we enter into a relationship with someone, whatever kind of relationship it might be, it feels good at first and then it doesn't. Then something's not right. Something is off. Something doesn't set right with our spirit. We start feeling like we're sinking rather than lifting up. As a human being, I feel confident that you, me, every one of us has had that experience where some relationship wasn't quite right. There was something that didn't work. 
not just once, but more than once. Because again, we we can forgive each other for anything. But you can also forgive and keep moving with someone if after the forgiveness, work is done and effort is being made to manifest differently, right? But if that's not the case, if that's not the case, and it's just like, well, this is how I am, take me or leave me. Sometimes leave me is the right answer. And tough, super tough to do, especially when your heart is involved. But that's how you take care of yourself. So what does Oprah say? Surround yourself only with people who are going to lift you higher. Surround yourself with people only who are going to lift you higher. Think about that. Surround yourself only with people who are going to lift you higher. Only. So the people who are not going to lift you higher, they get to be relegated further back in your concentric circles of closeness. They don't get to be close because if you let them be close, you're going to get your feelings hurt. You're going to find that you opened your heart to someone, you listened to someone who didn't tend to you well. And whose fault is that? Yours. Although you might very easily blame it on someone else. So she says, surround yourself only with people who are going to lift you higher. And you can tell who those people are. Those are the friends who are there through the hard times too. Those are the friends who are checking in on you and pushing you when you don't want to be pushed, but you need to be pushed. Those are friends who take the time to figure out how to engage with you so that you can find your way to higher ground when you need to. So another thing that happened this weekend, I've been trying for a few weeks to catch up with a good friend. And honestly, this is the story of my life because I'm busy and, you know, working a lot and juggling a lot with family and other things. It takes a long time to connect with people that I love. In this case, she was had been busy and traveling and I had been busy and traveling and she got back and said, can you get together this evening? And I was able to do it, which is a rare thing for me to be able to do. And so I had dinner with my friend Patty and it was lovely for all of the reasons that I'm talking about. It didn't matter how long we hadn't seen each other. There was no guilt or anything about how long that had been. We were happy to connect. We talked about everything without judgment, with compassion and clarity. You know, I say all the time that you want to have friends who will tell you the truth the way that you are able to hear it, the way you are able to receive it. And that's the kind of friend Patty is. And so it was lovely to spend time with her. And who knows when the next time will be, but we got our fill. We, we filled each other's cup in that moment. And it was definitely uplifting. I'll give you one more example. And, I'm, and why I'm giving you these examples, everybody, so you can look for the examples in your own life of those connections. Are you valuing them enough? Of those uh, people who you haven't reached out to, but you know when you do, it's going to be this upswell of joy and brightness and light, right? 
So this morning, I got a call shortly before this broadcast from my friend Suzanne. So last week she called and she said, because I hadn't talked to her in weeks, we had texted but not talked. And she said, I just wanted to hear your voice. I have 30 seconds. And literally that's all she had was 30 seconds because she was busy and uh, and I was busy. But those 30 seconds, we, we heard each other's voice. Today we had a few more minutes. And it was lovely just to have that spark. It's, it's like food. The energy of true friendship. It feeds your spirit. It feeds your soul. And I know from my mother that when you value and cherish those relationships and find time, even if it's 30 seconds, if it's a beautiful short text, if it's you know, like my family and I now we do Wordle and Quirtle and all these other things. It actually is how we connect with each other without talking because we can see, oh, she just did it. Oh, he just did it. Whatever it takes to connect and cherish those bonds that mean the world to you, I want to encourage you to do it. Don't be the person who says, oh, man, I wish I had contacted her. I wish I had contacted I wish I had reached out to them and then they're gone. Don't be that person. Surround yourself only with people who are going to lift you higher and then nurture those relationships. Make time to respond. Even if it's a moment. And for the people who are going to guilt you, well, you haven't talked to me in so long. That's not the ones who are lifting you higher. Now, it could be good for you to check. Am I being the friend I want to be? Could I be better at this friendship? You can check yourself in those moments to see. But if people are going to guilt you, those aren't the relationships, in my view, to cherish. People who are going to love you and uplift you and support you and be honest with you as you are with them, those are the ones. And then you get to be 93 like my mom and still love on each other the way that they do and have gratitude for the states that they're in. They're not spry like they used to be, but the love is the same. And, you know, for older folk, they remember a lot. So they really do have concrete memories of their childhood and growing up years. And of course, photographs help with that too. What are you doing now to nurture those relationships, to cherish those friendships that you have formed whenever from birth to today? What can you do to cherish them even more? I challenge you to pick three people this week who are in your life, whom you love, and just reach out to them. Reach out to them with the intention of lifting them higher because it's going to lift you higher at the very same time. It works. I've witnessed it myself and I've experienced it. I watched it with my mother. I was surrounded by all this love with my friends just in the past 24 hours. I am no different from you. We just have to see it pay attention to it, nurture it, 
and cherish it, value it. Those relationships are precious. They're worth more than money. So go out there and pick three people that you love and let them know and see what happens. And I'll see you again next week. Until next time, have a great day and make it count. Namaste. Thank you.